Hey, how's it going? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Super Self Podcast. So in this episode, I interview a very good friend of mine and an absolute expert that has dedicated his whole life to martial arts. He's a fifth Dan black belt in Taekwondo and he's co-owner of Martial Art World, a place that really understands the importance of mindset when it comes to being a martial artist and how that can transfer into everyday life. And that's really what we spoke about a lot in this interview. And we also took some questions, which I think you'll find very uh, interesting, the way we answered them, and some of the, the places that we were, were able to go in this interview. And I really hope that you find this one interesting and valuable because it shares a lot about my philosophy as well with my martial arts background and my history. I've known Jason for a very long time and this interview was the most watched uh, when we did it live on Facebook. So I hope you find it interesting. hope you find it valuable. As always, reach out to me and send me an email. Share your thoughts. Tommy at TommyGentleman.com. Here's the episode. My interview with Jason Bonfoy's. Um, so I'm one of the uh, co-owners of Martial Art World, a uh, local martial arts school in Andover. Uh, we've been running for many, many years, um, and really we focus less about you know kind of punching and kicking. Although that is the main product and service that we provide, uh, it's more about what you get to become as opposed to what you get to do. Uh, very much into health, fitness, nutrition, mindset, personal development. Um, so it's just yeah, it just makes sense to come and have a chat with Tommy uh, as he's all about that we have so much in common so yeah I'm, I'm just uh, yeah I'm just pleased to be here I think martial arts is all about the journey yeah um, where are you now with it like what what is what motivates you to keep learning mm-hmm. to keep growing um, to keep getting grades yeah 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 definitely um, definitely first and foremost um, it's the support network and the students that are around me. I think you know you should always be a student in life yeah. because as soon as you stop learning, you, you stop growing. And you know, I, I don't want to look back, you know, ten years from now and see that I'm in the same position. It should be, you know, in my opinion, that you're always, you know, trying to take that next step further, and that has to be done with some form of progress. Yeah. Um, I think you know, by me always putting myself under pressure, developing. Um, you know that just transitions into my business onto the students um, and it's just you know a, a natural process for, for me cool. um, so I've never really struggled you know with that motivation to, to keep driving forwards um, I would say now you know uh, earning grades um, has maybe become less important for me okay. but more important for my business um, sure. you know for me I, I feel quite satisfied with where I where I am in my, my, my grade level. However, um, I also understand, you know, if I if I stand still, then I'm standing still. No one stands still. If you're standing still, you're moving backwards, yeah, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I certainly, I'm always looking for ways to progress, for sure. And um, what is your grade now in, in Taekwondo? Mm-hmm. Uh, so fifth degree black belt. I actually had a look um, at my certificate uh, yesterday, funnily enough. Yeah. I, I swear it was like two or three years ago. But I think it was 2013. Wow. And time just flies, absolutely flies. Um, so I earned my fifth down under uh, Master Ted Hopwood, which was, he was one of the, the first, I think he was the first Englishman in the UK to get a Taekwondo black belt from the Koreans. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, also certified by Kim Bok Man, who was one of the actual founders Jeez. of. Taekwondo, um, you know, with Choi Hong Hee, uh, it was it was just incredible. Um, so, you know, it, it was great to have that recognition. But my biggest, um, I guess, 
kind of enjoyment factor from that whole process was it was the first time that I was able to grave with my dad and my brother yeah. at the same time on the floor with sure. just us. Um, you know, we, we've been training all of our lives, but at no point have we ever graded hmm. together. We've yeah. always helped each other to grade. Um, so my dad went for his seventh degree, I went for my fifth degree, and my brother went for my, his fourth degree. Wow. So, you know, very, I would say, like, if I had to put one word on it, it's emotional. Okay. Um, just, yeah, yeah, it's it a very big deal for me, and it, just doing it with them was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. So, yeah. It was good fun. Good okay. Fun. I mean, I'm really keen in this interview to go into, like, some of the things that you and I share, the mindset elements, if you like, where, you know, we, we set high standards for ourselves, yeah. we want to achieve as much as we can, mm -hmm. push ourselves and all this. I recently had a bit of an epiphany and I'd realized that a lot of the reason that I am like I am in my mindset, I thought was down to the personal development, studying and, and being in amongst that world. But actually it goes back before that to when I was there every single, pretty much every single day yeah. in a disciplined environment, mm -hmm. learning what my limits were and then learning how to overcome those limits, yeah. learning the power of patience, mm -hmm learning and understanding that things only come to you when you're ready yeah yeah and then the final thing putting yourself in the pressure cooker mm -hmm. to go and find out if you really are ready yeah the grading or yeah. the fight or whatever situation mm -hmm. and i think like it's easy to something when I mean, we're talking like my, my my belt which is from yeah, yeah Academy, it's, good. Right? it's still up there right this was um just before I went to New Zealand, so yeah. I remember like, it well. I remember. I remember saying good luck to you as yeah. you went in through the doors because you did it with Ben, yeah. my brother, didn't you? Because did. um, yeah, I think that was maybe when I did my fourth dan because the cool. fourth dan's were on yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. It was just four of us. That's right. So we had yeah the the, the first grading of the day, um, and then after that, I just you know come out of the room and so yeah. are you ready to go in? And I was yeah. like. Good luck. In <laughs> I can remember it. You know, but um, yeah, but you smashed it apparently, you know, which is great. But it's um, something that I never thought I'd ever do. Mm. And if I'm really honest with myself, I never thought I'd ever be a black belt. Really? I just had this painted picture growing up that it was just impossible to mm -hmm. do. And you have to be a certain level of performance and ability. And I never, uh, before I came back, I was never very good. Like as a kid, I was. I wasn't very good. Um, I didn't really start getting good until I was an adult mm -hmm. and pushed myself and learned the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a kid, my mum used to just drop me off. That was yeah, just yeah. what it was. It was yeah. like a, a, a crash. In a yeah, way, you know? yeah. Um, I wasn't really like in it to win it sort yeah. of thing, and, and that changed as an adult. But I think um, the second Dan, I think I did one lesson as a second Dan, mm -hmm. okay? But that's cool with me because it, for me, made me a legit black belt. Yeah. Definitely. Right? Definitely. There's a lot of people in martial arts, whatever martial art it is, they get their black belt and then they're like, literally bow out. Thanks very much. Mm. I'm a black belt now. I personally don't think you're a black belt until you get second hand. Sure. Because you've proved you're a competent black belt. 100%. Um, I, I completely agree with that. I think um, a lot of magic happens when someone gets their black belt and six months later, you're really starting to grow into that black belt. Like that person will change so much in that first six months from being a black belt to a black belt with six months experience. But you know, second Dan, yeah, that's yeah. where it's, that's in my opinion, where it becomes legit. And you know, I think up to that point, it's like serving an apprenticeship. It's like learning your ABC. You know, you've learned all the letters, yeah. but you're not putting sentences, paragraphs, stories together. Once you hit second down, that's re really where you can start, you know, writing a book. It's it's it's, it's that kind yeah. of um, process, I think. Um, 
and yeah, it's a shame that so many people maybe either have the mindset that they've done it or maybe for whatever reason it's just not right for them to continue. Sure. But then saying that, I think a lot of people do return to it at a later point, and that's okay too. Yeah. You know, um, everyone's lives are different, um, but I think there is something about you know going past black belt, yeah. certainly to second down or above, that that just really makes you appreciate how much you don't know. Yes. Yeah, it's nice. It's a good transition, I think. It's yeah. a real powerful thing. Now, um, martial arts has been around for a very long time. <laughs> it's still very much part of our awareness of like options we can do to keep fit, to keep active. I've had a bit of a revelation the other day when I was running, and I was doing a bit of self-reflection. One of the big things that I help people with is, is regarding fear and applying that fear into the future to create anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is removed, in my opinion, when you remove the fear from what might happen because that's all we're feeling anxious about. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to feel anxious about something that's already happened because it's already happened, you know the result. It got me thinking that my martial arts journey started in fear. When I was an adult, like the second time round, and I wanted to start again, it's because I thought I was gonna get beaten up. Yeah. There was yeah. a couple of kids at school, a bit older than me, that apparently wanted me, right? So I didn't like that feeling, and that was fear. And I thought I'd cure the fear by going to martial arts. Um, even the, because uh, I was never into competing, I never did that in Taekwondo, it was until I became interested in other martial arts, Japanese Jiu Jitsu, mm-hmm. and applying some of the skills I'd learned, standing up from Taekwondo into, Throw, yeah, throws and holds and grappling in Japanese jiu-jitsu. Some of the awards here on the wall, I still question whether the motivation came from wanting to succeed versus fear of failing, mm-hmm. right? And I think I started martial arts to protect myself, which is a fearful motivation. And that motivation, I think, is really important to change. Because if you're firing up on, because of fear, mm-hmm. then I think you're wired slightly wrong in terms yeah. of what you, why, why you, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. So, is there a point for you or for like your students where you see them transition from a place of fear to a place of confidence? One hundred percent. I would say, you know, if I was to just off the top of my head pick one point where that fear then turns into confidence, it would be with sparring. Okay. Because the amount of people that are fearful of sparring, you know, if you're new to martial arts, you don't know what that is. That's where it's one of the only times you actually get to test your techniques. Where, you know, instead of just doing it at shadow boxing or in thin air or even against pads, it's two people effectively. I don't want to use the word fighting, but it is fighting with control. Um, you know, certainly to start with, we treat it more of a game as uh, of tag, where you're trying to hit each other lightly to score a point. Um, but naturally, people's fear is they're they're they're, they're, they're going to get hurt, they're yeah. going to get injured, um, and quite often, sometimes we even get to the extent that someone might not come to class if they know we're doing sparring tonight Um, and you know some schools they've taken out sparring which you know to to make it more accessible which I understand but I also think it's so valuable to spar because that's the only time you're going to really test your techniques in a controlled environment Um, and it might take a long time you know for me I really remember fearing sparring up until black tags. You yeah. know, my partner was always Luke Sweatmore. <laughs> you know, as a, as a kid, at any age, yeah, you know, no, Luke Sweatmore. Really. If you know Luke Sweatmore, you know, there's no, it's always turned up to 11. Yes. Right? Yes. So, you know, from, from my whole journey as a child, I hated sparring. I feared it. I used to, you know, see he'd turn up tonight and I thought, oh, 
but you know what I wouldn't be the man I am today in martial arts without that level yeah, of yeah, yeah. training um, and at Black Tag something switched I remember it was you know at John Hansen school back mm. then we were just you know hiring school hall yeah. um, and he was like come in then come in then and he was doing his usual and I thought you know what what's the worst that's going to happen here and I just went for it and I landed a technique and I thought you know what, I, I, I could actually be okay with this. Yeah. And then from there, my confidence just rose, and I see that so many times with students. It took me to black tag, one belt away from black belt, to get that level of sure. confidence. Yeah. Some people take longer. Some people, you know, still at black belt don't like sparring, but guess what? They're way more confident when they first joined. Um, and I think, you know, sparring can be a huge confidence builder. Yeah. It can knock your confidence too, but it's just about, you know, the, the, the old saying, you know, getting back on the horse. Yeah. and. Um, you know, I think it's it's very very important that, that people do spar to develop that confidence. Definitely, I mean, it, it allows you to push yourself in an unknown environment. Mm -hmm. I think that if you're not into martial arts, you're not you've not done it before. Whatever you're doing, your goals are. Take this metaphor: when you put yourself in and test yourself in any situation, you grow as a person because you either like get beaten up in this sense yeah. and lose, which you know has happened to both of us. Yeah. I'm sure many times. Specific example I can give is when I went to Vegas the first time I competed mm -hmm. and lost every single fight. Mm -hmm. I got my ass kicked. Um, you grow as a person because you you have to. Like yeah. there's no other option. You yeah. just learn to like take it and grow and get better. You identify where your weaknesses are and then you work on them. Mm -hmm. That's a choice. And then the other side of it is you know when you are successful, it just shows you how far you've come. I cried my eyes out when I won my gold medal. I absolutely bawled yeah. my eyes out. One of the first things I did was text your dad. Mm -hmm. I was just But that so isn't that like, cool that you, I think martial arts has probably taught you that level of respect that definitely. You, you've just won the gold. In a different sport. In a different sport and you text my dad because yeah. that's where your roots are. Yes. Rather than, you know, just celebrate it. Of course celebration is important but you're straight in to be thankful for those people that, yes. you know, set you on that journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, humility and, and martial arts just go hand in hand. I think it's such an important thing, but it's just a, a life skill, you know, that everyone I think should experience. It doesn't have to be for the whole of your life, because what I do know is if you do it for a considerable amount of time, like let's say to black belt, yeah. that will stay with you forever. Sure. Particularly the mindset. Yes, your skills won't be as good as what they were when you were training, but it is like riding a bike, you know. I haven't rode a bike for ages, but I know if I get on one, I might not be able to do it as well as when I was doing it regularly, but I can still ride a bike. Yeah, yeah. And the same comes with martial arts. If you get attacked and you haven't done martial arts for a while, you, I just know that that person will go into that instinctive yeah. response in t instead of a, a, you know, a gut reaction. Sure. You know, the response has to come. Response is so key, isn't it? Mm. Rather than reaction. Yeah. What about the, um, we'll go to a question soon. Mm -hmm. What about the, the fashion of, I say fashion, because mm -hmm. I think it's wiltering a little bit already. Yeah of mixed martial arts. Where do you stand on it? Because coming from a place of discipline mm -hmm. and tradition, mm -hmm. like I, you and I know, you know more than me, but I definitely know because I've walked it myself, mm -hmm. what it feels like to turn up and put a belt on your body mm -hmm. and have discipline and be like punished if you like fidget, <laughs> right? Punished military you discipline, your, discipline. But, that, but then it came from that, right? Yeah, yeah. Punished if you eat or drink with your belt on. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it, it gives you all these guidelines and you're, you're, I mean this is in the best and nicest way, you're, yeah. you're nothing, mm -hmm. 100%. you're nothing when you start and you're nothing until you prove yourself. And I get that MMA is the same in that sense with the competition side of things, but martial artists, I think, are in there, they have 
a right to be a little bit precious mm-hmm. about MMA, martial arts, like, is it possible for an MMA athlete who's never had that ex- experience of been in that zone yeah. to understand what it's like to be a martial artist but then am I being biased you know I've never been in the cage so yeah, yeah. is it is it easy to say that because that's I don't know like, yeah, what's yeah. your opinion yeah um, I think it's uh, it's a bit of a fine line I think first and foremost you know I see it you know you could be a fighter but not a martial artist there are those you know I think like George St. Pierre he says it publicly he's a martial artist first and a yes. fighter second um, and I think you know having um dedicated yourself to a martial arts style in the traditional way um, I think gives you a, a, a huge advantage and you will rely on that when you're under pressure yeah um, you know I don't have the experience myself like I say getting in the cage and doing that I, I've, I've certainly studied lots of different martial arts um, but I think it's yeah it's a bit of a tough one um, I think maybe in terms of your question you know is there that possibility to have that level of res- not respect but that upbringing as just an MMA fighter I think it's maybe more rare okay. it's more rare yeah. um, but good question it's a hard one to answer for sure let's talking of questions let's go to our first question Sam oh we, we do have some questions on Facebook so Sue has come through Facebook um, she's saying my son of six years um, has been doing martial arts for just over a year and he loves it how can I help him understand mindfulness and meditation at such a young age? Strong question. Um, and first and foremost, it's great that he's doing it at six. Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. And the, the mum yeah. is supporting. Yeah. Support. yeah, I think you know, martial arts is good to start at any age, but the younger you can do it, um, yeah. certainly plays to your advantage. Link's going um, in at three, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way. That's the best way. But um, coming back to the question, I think... You know, you obviously sound like a parent that really, really cares um, with that type of question. Obviously, I think any parent will care. Um, But I think if I relate it back to my childhood and and my parents, um, they just spent an insane amount of time with me, um, whether that's teaching me before I went to school, reading me books, even just like going for a walk and having that conversation. um, I think it's such an important time in a child's life where you can be molded in a positive or negative way and I think you know I am concerned about the the, the iPhone iPad age of, of you know have this and I get it like I'm not a parent but I can see that that is something that would be an easy outlet to do to just give them that to distract them um, but I think spending quality time with them is extremely important um, in terms of you know mindfulness um, I think you know, with our school, we have uh, an act of kindness system. So for a junior under, I think it's 14 or maybe 13, if you're under that age, in order to be eligible to grade for your next belt, you have to complete 10 acts of kindness. Uh, that could be literally helping your mum take the rubbish out, or it could be helping an elderly person cross the road, or it could be something huge. You know, we've just had a student cut his hair off for sick children, um, and donate that so that they can have hair, um, which is just a great act of kindness. And I think those acts of kindness, that's something that's quite easy to do at home, even if it's, you know, just like one act of kindness a month and review that with them. You know, it doesn't have to be in a formal setting, but what did you do this month that didn't help yourself but helped other people? And I think that creates a level of mindfulness that 
that really you know it's about what you can give to others rather than what you can take and I think if they can learn that from an early age I think you're just setting setting them up for success really I think that's yeah. probably my best answer I guess it's a great I think it's a great answer the only thing I'd put on that is like the modern the, the mindfulness for a six year old is different yes to the mindfulness of an adult yeah and I think it comes in in the form of patience mm-hmm. learning mm-hmm. to be patient which is what martial arts teaches you in the traditional sense um, and being able to express your thoughts and feelings yes like yeah. if, if, if I could give one piece of advice to Sue I would say that little bit of time you get with, with your boy where you're just not doing anything else and you can really talk to him that's the moment where he's allowed to express himself to you and you can be invited into his little world which I think is important and you know it is easy to just chuck a, a, an iPad or something in front mm-hmm. just to, but it, it has to start with us as the parents we have to be the ones that initiate that growth I think it's important just Definitely. like your parents did just like mine did mm. um, which Sam, I think is a, a, you know we have our parents are friends and yes you know they they're, they're, they're good friends and that I don't think is coincidence no. that you know you 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 choose your friends and you link up with people that are similar to you similar beliefs similar mindsets uh, and that have synergy you know and, and it just so happens that they're friends we're friends I don't think it's coincidence it's you know yeah. getting that mindset connected for sure totally absolutely Sam what we got <clears throat> so we've got a few coming in um, some some more about um, integrating martial arts into training and then some about how to integrate training into martial arts what, what question would you prefer to go for you choose you choose <clears throat> you choose Sam okay so Ella, who is commenting right now, um, she said she's currently thinking of going, uh, joining in uh, jiu-jitsu cool. to complement her training as an avid gym-goer. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits of doing martial arts and training side by side? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think definitely transferable skills. Um, I did a, a very, I say very brief, it wasn't that brief, um, video on my Instagram the other day about you know which martial art I recommend. And it does come down to like why are you starting that martial art and if it's if it's to complement I guess with the question uh, your, your, your gym routine and, and what you do in the gym I think you know first of all like your cardio is going to go through the roof um, if you're doing a martial art that is fitness based and certainly with jiu-jitsu something like um, I haven't done Japanese jiu-jitsu but Brazilian jiu-jitsu my fitness went right through the roof, um, which means that you're then going to be able to have shorter rest periods in the gym. You're potentially going to be able to lift more. You're going to be able to go longer within your cardio section. Um, but also, I think that you know the amount of muscle as you work in martial arts is so different. You can do all the gym work in the world, and then you go and do a martial arts class, and your body will ache in places you just didn't know. So I think you know developing your body as a whole. Um, you know that's the physical aspect but then mentally as well it gives you a, a high level of resilience um, so you know mentally that will help you with your gym routines and, 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 and how you approach it for sure yeah definitely I think there's so many ways that our bodies can move mm-hmm. and the human body is designed to move and express itself and martial arts in a way is a real fundamental expression of that movement sometimes jiu-jitsu is very flamboyant yeah. you're going to get a lot of mobility a lot mm-hmm. of flexibility a lot of core benefits as well I think like Environment's hugely important. You know, I was only thinking this yesterday, and a shout out to you guys again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my boy in a martial arts school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to happen, mm-hmm. whether he likes it or not. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it is, and and it's different. It's different than wanting to put him in a football club. 
because yeah. I want him to be the next David Beckham. It's because I know that that's a life skill that's going to serve him. Yeah. Right. So I want and we've been through it. So we, you know, quite often when I'm, you know, enrolling someone at our school, it's it's very easy for me to do that because it's not what someone's told me. I've been through it. So when someone is saying, you know, do you think this is right for my child? It's 100% yes, because I've been that child. I've been through that process. I've sure. seen the end results, and not just with myself, but with my brothers, with, with other students. Yeah. So um, I think you're, you're, you know, we're definitely in the Well, he's though. coming in. He's going to be joining he's you coming, guys. He's coming. As soon as he can like stand still yeah. for longer than 10 seconds. Definitely. He's there. Coming. He's there. Awesome. Um, yeah, Ella said, by the way, Brazilian is the one that she's going to go for. Cool. I think cool. there's a lot of great clubs out there, and, and yeah. that's an emerging, I think, it's growing. Um, and it's uh, finding its place in the market. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, let's go with uh, another question, Sam. <coughs> this is great, by the way. I've lost my question. Why is it on? It was from Justin. Justin Riley. Mm. Can you still see it on yours? Yes. Would you like me? Yeah, it's, it's not on my screen anymore. It's disappeared. Justin, it's great to have you watching the live, by the way. It's great to have all of you watching. Um, we need to catch up. It's been a while. Um, Justin's asked, not sure if you're a UFC fan. You're a UFC fan? Um, I am a fan, but I don't follow it now. I used there was a time when I used to follow it quite a bit, but um, I'm very out of touch of it now. So I don't know how specific the question. Well, the question is, um, if you are, who you saying in tomorrow's rematch is Mighty Mouse and TJ get my money? I wish I could answer, but I yeah, I'm definitely out of touch. So I can't add anything. No. Like that. <laughs> I'm afraid not. Maybe if it was if, McGregor and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're watching and you know and you've got an opinion, please do put it in the comments. Yeah, definitely. While we're on that topic though. Mm -hmm. I know that I know my reason why I'm why I'm not all in on that, mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's it's actually because I have to be all or nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if I go UFC head, which I have done before, yeah. Yeah. I have to be that all of the time, yeah. and it's just at the moment in my life, it's just there's no space for that. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think we're very much of the mindset that it's on or it's off. Yeah, you do it or you don't. Yeah. Um, for me, I have to, once I know that I want something, I have to become obsessive with it. Yeah. And that's just my personality, and that, that's, that's a strong point and a weak point. But I think in terms of getting the end result, it's a strong point. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say, you know, finding time, there's so many passions that I have that I just don't have time for because my energies are going elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I saw that you um, stepped out of the, the, the Les Mills uh, as a, yeah. as a, as a trainer, yep. and I completely get that. Like you did it for a long amount of time, the way your business is going right now with your personal development, I can see you're putting all in. And I think it's amazing, I think it's brilliant. And there's no way you'd be able to get the results that you're getting if your energies were yeah. being split, because at the end of the day, it's going all of these different places instead of all forward to get this result where you really want it to go. And I can see that's where your passion is. Um, and yeah, I, I, I respect that for sure. Yeah, it's a good point, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Justin. I actually know from that side of things, from mm -hmm. the Les Mills, Les Mills land, and, and it is all or nothing. I felt like if I didn't stop, mm -hmm. then the only the only way it would go is my performance would drop. Mm -hmm. And having having high standards in everything that I do, like yourself, mm -hmm. you go, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it properly. Hundred percent is yeah. my minimum. Yeah. I'm going to give everything I've got to this like thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to do that, which means that it would become eighty yeah. percent, which means there's only one way it can go. Mm -hmm. 
Tommy, you're underperforming yeah. based on what you were used to doing. That's not how I want to go out. So I no. took it upon myself, took control of the situation and yeah. said thanks very much and just you know, quietly left. But what a great position to, to, to be in to be able to make that decision yeah, as well. Precisely, instead of being owned by that, mm -hmm. like stuck in that world, yeah. um, which yeah, is how it is. I don't want to be stuck anywhere. No. Um, Sam, have we got anything else that, that we can we can go for here question-wise? <clears throat> we have got one more. Um, it's more reflecting on the training principle, mm -hmm. but um, I guess the question is, um, on your martial arts journey, how does physical training outside of your actual, you know, art um, benefit your performance? Yeah, definitely. Um, so. I think that the best way to relate to this is recently I've taken it upon myself to definitely put myself out of my comfort zone and people might think that it's not out of my comfort zone because it's, you know, what I'm talking about is the subject of weapons training and, and screen combat mm. um, and people might think, well, oh, you're good at that because you 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 have experience, a uh, high level experience in weapons and you do martial arts so it's, it's easily transferable. But it was one of the hardest things I've done so far. I've just completed my yeah. phase two a weekend just gone. Um, and I just was not prepared for how physical it was gonna be, you know, mentally and technically, yes. But I wasn't prepared for that, that physicality just yet because there's, there's four phases. And I thought phase two, it's gonna be a step up, but not as much as what it was. Um, and there's no way that I would have been able to complete it without my weight training my martial arts and my cardio that I do um, in addition to that like with running um, but now that I know that that level of physicality is really going to step up for phase three I'm going to change my training uh, up until when I take the, the next test which is in September I need more intervals I've started doing more martial art patterns again um, I need more bag work um, because at the end of it a lot of people just could not physically hold up their swords their arms just gave way their foot like my forearm was absolutely thrashed I could barely make a fist my hands were shaking I thought I was going to throw up um, and it was brilliant but, <laughs> but um, I think you know there's no way I would have been able to get through that if I hadn't had my martial arts training in addition to all the other training that I do, I think you really have to do as many different things. Like you said, the body moves in so many different ways, and if you can get your body to move in all of the different ways, or with the most amount of ways possible, you're gonna set yourself up better for your end goal, whatever that is. Yeah. Okay, love it. We had a question about the sword, talking of weapons, mm -hmm. about the katana, which by the way, why has it taken five episodes for <laughs> someone to mention the samurai sword on the desk? So um, talking of like your forearms and stuff like this particular blade, which was I think 1841, it was forged, um, is slightly heavier than the the standard katana for its size, right? Mm -hmm. Like the how would the, how strong were people anyway to be able to like go to war and to be using these weapons and not have to worry about like they can't take a rest? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I I I, I completely sympathise with everyone on that. Um, you know, on the course that I did, they were, you know, they're saying, you know, you can see you're tired, you can see you're exhausted, but guess what? You know, these people back in the day yeah. had heavy armor on. They've just fought in a battle, they've traveled, and yeah. then they're in another battle. Yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah. eaten, they haven't slept, they haven't seen their family. And there's no electrolytes involved. No, right, and there's no there's no rehydration, and it's just go, go, go. Um, yeah. And you know the, the, the thought of that it just gives you so much respect for these yeah. trained people 
that you know had their lives cut short um, and you know you can only imagine so whenever I'm tired when I'm play fighting yeah. you know I just think I've got it easy you know you and I have both got like arguably got ancestry in our DNA which allows us like for me it allows me to express myself and almost like a tip of the hat to mm-hmm. my ancestors which yeah. you know I'll, I'll never know much about I don't yeah. think but who knows how far back that goes and how deep that goes yeah. and maybe we are partly a manifestation of like maybe we were born to do, do this, this you yeah. know what I mean like maybe not this as in like well I don't know are yeah. we modern day warriors we're essentially fighting a battle against people that are struggling want a bit mm-hmm. of help with their health their fitness their mental health their motivation so maybe you know we're just fighting a different war yeah I definitely think so I think yeah the battlefield has changed yeah. um, and yeah I, I definitely think Sometimes as well, there's maybe a level of responsibility to keep on that lineage. Sure. Um, I think you know, and it's a cool thing that you should, should you know, someone said to me the other day, never forget your roots. You know, my taekwondo mm. is my roots, and I've been focusing a lot on weight training, running, kickboxing, um, and taekwondo. I, I, I teach regularly, and yes, I do a little bit here and there still, but you know, I always make sure that I'm sharp. I, I take the responsibility to make sure that I, I teach to a high standard. But for me, my training, my passion, maybe dipped a little bit in it, which happens, you know, you're never gonna be like this all the time in every single single subject. But again, going on this course that I did, there's some Taekwondo practitioners there, just talking with them. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in your bubble. Sure. Um, and you know, that Taekwondo spark is, 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 is sparking again. Um, That's good. But yeah, the ancestry thing is, is an interesting thing. I, yeah. I think there's definitely an element that we, maybe we are born to do this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I like to think that. It's a yeah. romantic thought and I think it's a real thing. I think there has to be parts of our body DNA, physical substance, and also our soul that's connected to martial arts and that flavor of life, I suppose, mm-hmm. which has so many different angles to it. Let's finish up by asking each other some questions. Okay. I think it's been really good. I think this has been a great expression of how martial arts is connected to health and fitness, but also connected to like mindset and fundamental ways of living. So I think we've done that bit. Let's just have some fun. Freestyle. Freestyle. Um, what weapon would you use? Because you are so good at weapons. <laughs> like you're, you're really good. Like you look so cool when you're just doing. <laughs> it's the hair, right? It's the hair. It's so good. Like if you get time, check out Jason's weapons and stuff. It's so cool. What weapon would you use in the zombie apocalypse, mate? Oh, zombie apocalypse. It would have to be. I'd have to take one of these. Yeah, it's got to be. I'd have to take one of these. Uh, Michonne, Walking Dead. It's not my most skilled weapon, but it's the weapon I would rely on. Why? Um, I just think it can do so much damage. You're in control of it. You're not going to run out of ammo. It's not, you know, nunchucks are my favorite weapon. Yeah. But what what are you going to do in a zombie apocalypse with nunchucks? Like, you might be able to get the first person, then they get wrapped up. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would look cool, but, you know, it's a it's a dangerous weapon. And, yeah, you'll yeah. just be able to take out so many people with it. Straight in and out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> Um, so question for you yep so where where do you see your personal development business you know with your super self summit which I think is great by the way um, where do you see that not even just you know in a few years time but where, where do you see that like yeah. where do you want it to be where do you want it to be where do you want it to go I think as long as it's current 
to culture mm-hmm. and as long as it fits with my uh, sh- like managing stress levels mm-hmm. of workload and fits with like at the end of the day if I end up having like five more kids mm-hmm. which I'm not saying for a second I am but if I did <laughs> then you know who knows I might never do it again sure. the point is as long as it fits with my purpose and existence mm-hmm. I will continue to build it bigger mm-hmm. and better and the point of that and the whole reason why I do it is because every single person that sits in a chair in that event I'm confident is going to get some kind of growth personally and professionally perhaps even if they're in that world from being there so the more people that I can expose that to the better mm-hmm. we've done this will be the third one in November and it's grown again um, so like the sky's the limit Sam's involved fully in that process as well he's going to be helping me along the way and you know we've got some great people helping we've got some great speakers involved in all the events and future events as well so yeah I, I don't see a limit mm-hmm as long as it fits in with my balance. I think that is probably the, the, the really good thing with what you're doing is there isn't a limit, no. there's no cap on it. Um, and I think so many people, if they haven't been involved in some form of personal development or coaching, they should because I really think you know anyone that's successful, they've had that yeah. at some point. Yeah. You know, We've had business coaching, we've had martial arts coaching, personal development coaching, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today as people yeah. if we hadn't had that and invested in ourselves. So yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. I agree. Good question. Question for you, mate, is uh, what martial art have you not done that you would like to do? That I would like to do? Um, that's a tough one. Um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was definitely the one that I hadn't done that I, I really had a bug for. Um, but for whatever reason, my energies just didn't, after a couple of years, did, didn't keep up with that consistency. I was training a lot with Master Fran in London, so yeah. traveling there um, didn't necessarily, after that period of time, there was just so many different things going on. But in terms of what I haven't done, I've touched a little bit on Wing Chun, but not enough. Um, I don't necessarily feel it is like the be all and end all martial art from what I've seen, but I think elements of it would be really cool for film. Cool. So the direction that I'm starting to head towards with screen combat, I think mm. a bit of Wing Chun for film value would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's good. Plus there's the Bruce Lee yeah. um, kind of, uh, you know, link. If you yeah, like. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You are actually literally becoming like your your dream, which is the Red Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, you're right. I think like, you're right. That's, that, that's it. The, <laughs> only, the only thing that's, that's holding you back, I'm afraid, is your height. Because yes. most of those, like they used to film in, in New Zealand, like where near where I used to live. And yep. I mean, those guys are incredible, but they're all about five foot one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah mate, it's so cool. Like, where I know it's your turn, but where does that go for you? Yeah, um, so it's very early days and it, I, I started this kind of journey in May with the uh, British Action Academy. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're you know, a very, very good company. The chief instructor and um, you know, main owner of the, the, the company was the, the stunt coordinator for massive, massive films I'm huge fans of, like Gladiator, wow. James Bond, Saving Private Ryan, you know, big, big stuff. Um, and, you know, to start with, it was it was... It was more of an experience for yeah. me and, and see, is it something I want to take further? As soon as I did phase one, I was like, okay, this, I, I feel like I'm meant to do this. Cool. And there was that, aha, uh-huh, kind yeah, of like, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my sure. martial arts now. Yeah, 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 now. yeah, yeah. Um, 
and yeah, going on to phase two, you know, there's opportunities to join uh, perhaps their agency to be a, a skill support supporting uh, artist or actor cool. where you can, uh, rather than being, I guess, like an extra, which is nothing wrong with, um, and something that I might even try and do for a bit of experience, um, it could be where you're actually using your skills as a uh, a martial artist weapons guy yeah, yeah. Um, to support it uh, cool. okay. and if you can specialize in that further down the line um, then who knows where it can yeah. go uh, like any of these things it's a hard business to get into it's who you know who you network with quite often the time and the place being there at the right time yeah. so for me I'm just going to focus on being me getting as good as I can get yeah. and like one of the directors said to me um, you know if you're good you're good and if you're good you'll work sure. and I think you know, who, who knows, who knows, but I guess the dream is to be part of a, a big budget film in some form or manner. Um, you know, some of my instructors uh, at the weekend, uh, one of them was one of the Amazonians in the Justice League, and I saw a picture and I was just like, nice. that is just a bucket list, nice. you know, yeah. like just, just to put on that, that yeah, suit, yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah, not man. a replica, that was in the Serious. film. So I'm getting a bit geeky fanboy now, but... Um, yeah, no, it's cool. But the thing is, you said about the, you know thinking this is what I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. You are, I mean, your martial arts is your, is your blood, isn't it? Mm -hmm. you, know, you, you bleed martial mm -hmm. arts. You are. You said about being a fanboy, like mm -hmm. you un, you're into arts and media. So the passion is there, yeah, exactly. And you're extremely creative. Mm -hmm. You're extremely creative with film, and you understand that element of mm -hmm. it as well. So, we, you know, I talk a lot about being in the sweet spot. I talk a lot about purpose and about mm -hmm. connecting the head with the heart, and then applying the hands. And mm -hmm. I think. It's lovely to see that, that from because you've always done it, mm -hmm. but it's the awareness that that can evolve, yeah, and it can transfer into something new. Sure, and you should never ignore the urges. Yeah, yeah, never ignore when it's pulling you somewhere. And, yeah, and actually, all the little human things are getting the way. Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to have enough time? And is this person going to approve? And all these things, they don't matter. No, you can figure that bit out. Yeah, but it's making sure that you act on that urge. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, so definitely. That, that's really cool. Um, have we got time for one more question? Yes. So I was just thinking, uh, when I was talking through that, I was impressed when you run a marathon, did you run yeah. it, or was it a, mar a full marathon? Yeah, 26.2 miles, my man. So that, that alone is impressive, but what really impressed me, and I was almost shocked at, not that you know I didn't think that it was possible, but I don't hear as many people doing it, is that you didn't really train for the marathon specifically you used everything else yeah. a bit like the, tra the the question we had a second ago about other training helping your training yeah. um, so how did that how did you find that was it playing mind games that you hadn't done as much marathon running as yeah. other people had done yeah. um, and was it a surprise that you got it you got through it I'm not saying it was easy but it looked very achievable for you <laughs> so you know not training for a marathon yeah. but you do a marathon yeah. how, do, how does that work well, how does it work, like, scientifically, I guess it's just a case of having a base level of fitness mm -hmm. that's there of enough of a skill and requirement level to finish the thing. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a secret. The night before, I was doing my music playlist. The longest I'd ever run, or the furthest I'd ever run was half marathon, which was two months previous. Wow. The only training run that I did, by the way. So I, take, I took that time, and I timed it by two, and then I added half an hour. And then I added two hours because I didn't know what the fuck I was getting myself into. Mm. And I made a playlist for six and a half hours because I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to cross that line. I don't care how. I'm going to keep going until I finish it. Mm -hmm. I know I can run a half marathon. So worst case scenario, I run a half marathon and I walk half marathon. Sure. And I'll get it done in under six hours. I yeah. get a medal. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. But then I got to halfway and was like, 
all right. <laughs> That's more warm up done. I'm going to keep going yeah. here. And, and uh, you know, the hardest bit for me was when I stopped to go for a pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting going again was quite difficult. And then I was in this whole world of like, of, of 13 miles I'd never felt before. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know, it wasn't easy. And I'm sure, you know, like most things, we block out the hard things because we just forget. But like, I got. I remember getting to about five k's out, and I thought, I'm, I'm not only am I going to do this, I'm going to break four hours here. Wow, you broke four hours. I, I did, and I, I could have done three and a half. Wow. But I stopped at every single water stop in the last five k because I was fucked. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, absolutely yeah. ruined. I had to. I, but what a time! What a time to achieve under four hours when yeah, you four, when you're um, not a marathon runner no. and you don't train specifically yeah. solely for that yeah and I understand how precious people get about that four hour mark so I don't mm. want to come across as a dick no 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 no. but the point no. is I did work my ass off I worked my ass off for fitness yeah. doing lots of different things enough to provide me the, the base level to complete a marathon mm. I, I did it in th- uh, 349 I think mm. uh, 3 it's up there I can't remember it's mm-hmm. 340 something sub 4 sub 4 and um, I now, honestly, don't think I could do that again. I'd have to because I've had different little niggles and injuries from like rugby and football and stuff. I feel like now my body is weathered too much to yeah, just go yeah. and do that. Yeah. So I'm super grateful for the fact that my body was at that level mm-hmm. and I did it. And I just, you just got to go over it. If you can't mm-hmm. do something you used to be able to do, you just got to go over it. Yeah. Or you got to train harder to do it. Yeah. Um, I guess the the final thing that I can add to it is that the the, the mind set of doing a marathon, doing a half marathon, doing a grading, mm-hmm. lifting a PB in the gym, whatever it is that you're doing, like. Your physical body is capable of something, yes or no. It's the mind that makes it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's probably, you know, like, like you say, it wasn't that you weren't training for the marathon. It's just you weren't doing marathon training. Correct. And it just shows how impressive or how important, you know, all that other training from other aspects of different, you know, forms of exercise, how that can really transfer. It really is that transferable kind of fitness. Um, but like you said, if you haven't got the mindset for it, yeah. I don't think anyone's completed a, a, a marathon without having a positive, strong mindset. Yeah, and, and because that's built and yeah. nurtured in a martial arts environment. Yes, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100% yeah. That's connected together beautifully, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> nice little roundup. Thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. It's, um, it's, I'm always, always a fan of you, what, what you do. Um, and I think we don't always get the time to spend together and catch up because our energies are always in other places um, but it's nice to come in and just have a real conversation but link it to our businesses and, and link it to our lives our mindset and, and development so hey it's Tommy again so I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Jason Bonfoys please feel free to send me an email tommy at tommygentleman.com or connect with me on social media at tommygentleman remember these Tommy G Talks episodes are filmed live on Facebook on Fridays and then the finished cut is uploaded on a Monday onto my Facebook page so if you're not already a part of that community head over to facebook.com forward slash tommygentlemancoaching I'll speak to you soon